0: If you're just tuning in, we got Anne-Marie Covert, the uh, psychotherapist with us, and we were just touching up on anxiety. We were touching up on triggers as well. Things that might even be in the subconscious where we're not even actively thinking about it, but maybe it's like a sight. Maybe it's a sound and all of a sudden it would just like trigger some anxiety. So my question to you, if it is something that is subconscious... And you're not even looking for them, or maybe you're not even aware to protect yourself from that. How can we fight against that?
1: Well, first of all, if it comes on you in the middle of nowhere, you got to ride the wave. If you try and fight a panic attack or try and fight anxiety, you add fuel to the fire. There's more adrenaline, more cortisol, and you actually get more anxious. Okay. So riding the wave, so you actually imagine anxiety coming over you, crashing over you like a wave, but then it will dissipate. You're
0: like, ah, no thank you. Yeah, I don't like it, I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like, like, I don't like wave.
1: It. We call it distress tolerance. Like you're literally tolerating the distress that that's making you feel riding the wave, knowing it's going to pass. It'll pass quicker if you can do that. And it takes practice.
0: Yeah, so you can like build up like your distress tolerance, it, you did, is it. that what you are yeah, yeah. it? Yeah. yeah,
1: you can totally build it up. What happens is anxiety makes us afraid of anxiety. Yes. So then we don't tolerate it because it, it can feel like you're dying when you have a panic attack. It's very scary for anyone's ever had one. But when you learn what it is, why it's happening, you're better able to tolerate it. And the more you tolerate it, the less the alarm bell goes off when you get triggered and you start to desensitize yourself. To that mm. alarm bell. Eventually it doesn't go off anymore.
0: So do you think it would be a good idea? Let's say someone finds out a trigger of theirs is like social settings. Mm-hmm. So there's someone that I spoke to not too long ago and mm-hmm. they did a fantastic job, but they came to church in a long time after the pandemic mm-hmm. where stuff started to stir, which I'm sure you can get into like so much. Um, but they told me, they're like, hey, listen, Terry, like I struggle with social anxiety. so. Would a way to kind of build up their defense defenses to like constantly expose themselves to that? Mm, good question. Is, is that something? Because I kind of feel like this is borderline uh, masochism. You know <laughs> yeah, we don't want to re-traumatize yeah, people. Just constantly, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah,
1: totally. But there's a little bit of balance because yes and no. So yeah, if I just told someone do the difficult thing, in some ways it's good because the more we avoid what makes us makes us anxious, the more it makes us anxious. Yeah, so avoidance true. isn't healthy but neither is going without support and with just like ripping the band-aid off every time, that can also make you more anxious and really re-traumatize people. So what can be helpful is it's literally, we call it exposure therapy, building up. So maybe I don't go straight Hmm. to an event with 300 people. Maybe I go to a friend's house with two people and I push myself that much, tolerate how it makes me feel, use my coping mechanisms for anxiety, and to calm my nervous system until mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me anymore. Then the next time I might go to a slightly bigger event and we build our capacity to handle difficult things.
0: I feel like that's pretty countercultural too because we have this culture where it's like really really quick. I'm looking for a quick fix. Maybe I can just read this book or listen to this audiobook or just, you know, do these three-step program, but this sounds like a journey. And I guess if you think of it, it took people a lifetime to get to the point where they're at now, like a lifetime of experiences and different situations, potentially even traumatic things. So why would it just take a really quick book to completely fix everything? So that is very interesting. And I think there's actually hope right in that, that, yeah, if you put the work in, you will actually reap reap the benefits and the results of that but it will take time so if you're just listening right now we have psychotherapist Anne-Marie Covert with us on the show we're talking about anxiety I think that we should take this to the mind and uh, maybe even start breaking it down a little bit when it comes to the place that scripture has when it comes to overcoming anxiety in a few minutes